the following pendant Hello and welcome to the commentary for Kingery Season 5, Episode 11. Uh, I'm Chris Stoddard. I'm the director. However, I didn't direct most of this one, or I didn't direct any of this one. Jared Page is with us, who will be taking over next season and was so kind to help out with uh, this episode. And then we are also joined by Pete Mylan, the writer for this episode. Hello, everybody. I'm Pete. Hello. I wrote this and... And I directed lots of it. All of it. <laughs> and here we are. I wrote most of it. Well, I did Yeah, so... Anyway, yeah. So, we have this one. Uh, it is titled... Siege Mentality. And, uh... My overacting under the, uh... In the, uh, in the flashback. Or the previously's, I guess. Yep. He's going nuts. I mean, I don't know how you can overact going nuts. In French, no less. <laughs> now, Pete, that's a good question. Did you did you need help uh, with uh, uh, pronunciation with this stuff? No, not really. Uh, Renee provided uh, pronunciation uh, pronunciation guide uh, for uh, for Le Mejardem and uh, Le Mal Cube, and I'm uh, I'm fairly good with a uh, with a french accent um as i was as i as i was pimping uh, not too long ago on twitter uh if you go to pseudopod.org i read a uh, a really creepy ass story over there uh in one of their episodes uh, in a french accent <laughs> and there's another one in a german accent which isn't as creepy but is still you know spooky which we know from uh, dixie yes that's right. That's right. But enough of me pimping my uh, my other my other I'm gigs. So Here are uh, Samo and Jackie. So we have uh, Patrick Lewis and David Morgan playing them. I can't remember who's who, but I think Patrick is uh, Jackie and uh, Dave is Samo. Yes. These are two uh, Shimizu uh, mooks, uh, and they're named after uh, Samo Hung and uh, Jackie Chan. Because I think I was watching uh, one of the Project A movies at the time I was writing this. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so they are uh, just walking down uh, in an alley here and stumble upon a half-naked Tommy Arkell. Yeah, uh, you actually had me, uh, I guess I missed a line uh, my first time around. Um, oh. It's like a solid minute and a half of me just uh, gibbering in... Uh, in broken French and equally broken English. Yeah, and it's not like that's fucking weird. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you, you getting that. But, yeah, it's uh, none of that is scripted. It just says, well, you can't really blame the writer because that's yeah. that's you as well. But uh, but none of it was scripted. You just had to ramble on for a minute and a half. And actually, as it turned out, it was about, about exactly right. Pretty much all of your rant ended up being there in the mix. Oh, good. I guess that's the the benefit I have of having two seasons of backup lines. I would have just used some of the backup lines. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, let's see. We had Tommy from season four, and uh, we'll, we'll throw some Tommy from season five in there. I've done that on the past where, you know, I may be missing a line from somebody, but it's such a common line that I'll, I'll go back to the two seasons that I've done and find the line and use that instead. Well, and we just heard Tommy just wail on poor, well, poor, poor Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, originally, um, I think there was talk when this script was released that uh, maybe Jackie was going to be played by a female character, and I'm I'm kind of relieved that uh, that he wasn't, or played by a female actress, not played by a female character. Yeah, I, I think the casting call went out for male or female on Jackie. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, I think it's it's just a slightly different vibe if Tommy, you know, unleashes that amount of punishment on a, you know. Even a, a female, you know, a female gangster, but still, it's just a little, you know, different uh, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit different when he's uh, if he's wailing on a woman the way he was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, there was no casting call. I ninja casted both of these. Oh, you, oh, you did? Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe it was in the writers' discussion. We talked about that. I can't remember. Yeah. Possibly. So Patrick and Dave have been fairly consistent with uh, auditioning for parts and. Yeah, you know, I always try to even for these little parts like this. I, I try to get the people that I haven't been able to cast because maybe they didn't fit at the time. So I'm yeah. I'm usually fairly nice about that. I have uh, a huge. I keep everybody's audition. So whenever anybody auditions, it goes into my list of uh, uh, audition files. So if I need uh, a nice. nice uh, voice, I'll go through that first. Yes, I wanted to mention uh, Pete. Uh, <clears throat> You ad-libbed one of your own lines, which I thought was, was one of the best lines in the episode, the Bukaki line, so nice yeah, touch so, on that. Uh, oh, I've been trying to get Bukaki into a Kingery script for, oh, I don't know how long. <laughs> and so here we are back in the ruined casino, and uh, this was an awesome scene to mix, and um, it's funny to hear these two. Actually, Asa really just kind of stands up to Tommy here. Yeah, it's it's the first time you know the two of them really lo- really lose it on each other. There was actually uh, in uh, the se- season I think three, which everyone had the uh, had the uh, the infamous poop heist in it. There was a uh, there was there was a scene in a, in an earlier episode where they find out that the uh, church has been turned into a homeless shelter, and you know Asa comes over and is all friendly him, and you know Tommy just you know snaps at him, and it actually got uh, you know sort of toned down in the writer's room because the other writer said, well, he wouldn't talk to Asa like that. So, you know, finally seeing the two of them uh, blow up at each other was uh, was pretty funny. Yes, well, and, and given the circumstances, it's definitely appropriate. And so here we are in Tommy's office. Tommy's office says, Tom meets Major, and Major tries to remind herself not to shoot him. It is <laughs> Way too fucking big for you. That had to be yeah, a difficult task for her throughout this ordeal. I'm just taking care of the, the meat puppet. Oh. Business. Yeah, that's great. Boy. The skin job. Really yes. Uh, as as I mentioned to uh, Chris in the commentary we did last night, this yeah. is our second time around on this commentary. Um, hey, who's that? My fault. Listener. Huh? Yeah, no big. <laughs> uh, a couple of Blade Runner uh, references uh, got in here. Nice. So you can probably hear them uh, if you look, or if you listen, not if you look, because eyes are for looking. I'd actually, you'll you'll be offended, but I actually forgot that Skin Job originated with Blade Runner and not uh, the Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Yeah. yeah. But I love Blade Runner too. So when you said that, I was like, yeah, that did start there. And uh, I think we mentioned that the apartment building where uh, Debbie lives is the uh, the Ridley Apartments. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And now okay, we... and so they're so uh, yeah, he clocked major and major's out. Yes, and he's off uh, beginning his rampage now. He is crazy because no one in their right mind would clock uh, major. 
Yeah. I guess in his head he thinks he's doing it for her own good. He, I guess he doesn't have the memory of uh, when Major uh, uh, kicked somebody's butt in the, the bathroom, the men's mm. bathroom. <laughs> now, here we're in Shenanigans, and uh, Jared, is this uh, Anna Rodriguez playing uh, Helen? Yes, Anna Rodriguez playing Helen. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yes, uh, Socks, of course, played by our own Renee uh, Christine Jones. Renee Christine Jones, yes. And I wrote this little bit uh, for Socks just because she has had so many horrible clients in every episode that I wanted to give her one that she would actually kind of enjoy. Because my heart is, my heart is soft. It's because of all the butter. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, Socks gets to have something she enjoys for once at the shenanigans. Oh, and I, we should mention that was an ad lib by... Uh, and what were you doing by Renee with, uh, it used to be shut your cake hole. Yes, yes. But Renee ad-libbed that because yeah, she, she, she thought, well, actually in, in her takes, she said, shut your cake hole sounds a lot like Dixie, which is a different pendant show and different character that Renee played. So she felt that she needed to say something else for Socks. All right. But now we know Socks speaks French. Yes, Next we do. Know, uh, and that little bit where uh, where Maddie, you know, says to Zeph, "What are you trying to embarrass me?" That actually came uh, from the first the first draft. I had Maddie sort of embarrassed, trying to dance around the fact that you know she and Tom were uh, getting it on in the back of a car. And then I, I realized there's really no reason Maddie would be embarrassed by that. Mm-hmm. And we should give uh, Maddie, played by Alicia Lane Madison. Give her credit that she noticed a uh, inconsistency in the script, um, where Maddie is saying we were doing it in the back of my car, and Zeph's line we it says what were you doing in his car, and so she added the line at this first there that says uh, for what it was my car, and then what are you trying to do embarrass me? So she helped us cover uh, that. It's like you wouldn't wouldn't even know that we missed that one. All right. Thank you, Alicia. Yes, Alicia with the nice uh, ad lib there. Okay, back in the ruined casino. Asa's got some long lines in this episode. Nice job by Carl Glassmeyer. Asa's uh, secret origin uh, finally revealed. Yes. And I was hoping for Krypton. Damn it. And Madame Sonata is the uh, the madam of the uh, the whorehouse. Well, the very very upscale whorehouse. Tommy was uh, drinking himself to death to uh, a few episodes ago because yes, I cannot resist re- referencing my own work. <laughs> well, I think in that commentary you also reiterated that you seem to give yourself the worst lines to say. Hmm. Why do you even talk to me? Or you put yourself in uh, interesting situations. Yes. Well, everyone has been doing that lately. Oh, next season, folks. Next season. Yeah, Tommy's in for some uh, some fun. If you listen to episode five ten and said, "Well, that's as bad as it can possibly get," nope. Nope. <laughs> 
So, Pete, uh, talk about this uh, telling Ace's backstory. I know it was in the writer's chat. Uh, we discussed some of this uh, and what it would come from, but really it was left, um, in general, it was left pretty much to you to make up this backstory. Not, I don't think so. Not really. I think a lot, most of it was in the... Uh... Was in the outline. I thought. Well, we, well, we had that. We had about. Uh, yeah, about. You know that something something similar happened to his his family and things, but but uh, I don't know. You, but it was left to you to kind of fill out the details of what happened. And... Well, I, think so. maybe I, don't, not. I don't know that, the, you know, I don't know that I added that much detail. I think I just, you know, maybe the only, you know, I added maybe emotional detail on Ace's part, you know, yeah. his reasons, but. Uh, you know what? What precisely happened to uh, the Amargosa family, and who is responsible for it? Was uh, is still kind of left up in the air. Maybe those writers will answer that someday. Nah, <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's going to end up being Tommy's family, isn't it? Oh, I'm giving you guys ideas already. <laughs> The old sandwiches. Sooner or later, the other families are going to figure out that you're gone. And when they do, they're going to gather around the kingery, tuck their napkins under the collars, and have themselves a meal. So That's a good line. I do. I, I, I think it might be my favorite line from uh, the script. <laughs> That's on you. Reckon you can live with that? And we fade to Debbie's apartment. Yes. Debbie, if you were, well, uh, helping Tithia. I remember Tithia at the last, uh, in the last episode was. Uh, well, you'll, you'll, you'll hear. You'll hear it. Oh, that's right. She does talk about it. Yes. Okay, baby. Run the shower hot as you can stand it. I'll have something for you to eat when you get out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to her? I found her in shenanigans, drunk as shit, motorboating socks in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, also a well on that awesome line. Yes. Well, why would you just dwell on that image for a minute. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> I know I love you, right? I know. She's not ready, my And again, nothing good ever follows that. She's really yes, it's very... You know I love you, right? Ominous, very ominous. We need to talk. Oh, Could you step into my office? Nothing good ever follows any of those words. For a while. For a while. She just needs some time. I didn't realize how much she was still hurting. I mean, she's so different from me, you know? We both love him so much, but he was her father. And I'm always going to be the guy who yeah, shot Because, you know, father. it's... Oh. Yeah, because at this point, you know, no. Debbie is... Not over Proxteth, but, you know, has moved past it. And uh, Tithia, you know, really has, you know, hasn't gotten past it yet. Right. It's different for the children, right? So having a hard time seeing Mom move on. Especially when Mom moves on so very enthusiastically as Debbie has. (laughs) Right. Car. 
And this bit wasn't in the uh, wasn't in the outline for this episode, but you know, I just thought it makes it it would have made Devi, you know, I mean, Tithia, just you know, too just way too harsh to you know not do that. You mean the part where she where, says where go she, after him, where she tells Devi to go after after her? Okay. Yeah. So here we are out in the hallway and uh, uh, the lobby. Chris, the guy yeah, of the lobby, sorry, the lobby of uh, Debbie's building. And uh, yes, that is me playing Chris outside the door. Yes. Unable to get into the uh, the steel steel glass has come down and yeah. blocked me out. And uh, Chris really needs to use the bathroom, which is nice comic relief for <laughs> Let's see. So nice touch, Pete. Thank you. What do you mean? What was that? Your daughter's on a downward spiral because of us. Downward spiral. All right, I'm going to the bushes. tried to into the bushes. And uh, Hooks tries to say fuck there, but just you know can't make himself do it in relation to Tithia. Yeah. In in speaking of the act involving Tithia, yes. And here's Jill. Look at that. Yes, I think this might be the first time we've actually heard from her since the uh, since the uh, the poop heist episode. <laughs> Good to know she survived and is still employed at the Kingery. Oh my God, Jill! I'll call you. Okay, so you can hear the way this is written. Um, the steel glass is down between these folks. And so um, you can actually, the way I mix this, you can actually hear Tom like through the door yes. a little bit, but then mainly on the phone. So I was kind of pleased the way that came out. So Tom, why, uh, why did you just uh, shoot that man? Not a man, Sir Michael, a shade. An agent of Le Major Dem. So yeah, the phone, uh, the voice on the phone is just really slightly behind the actual voice, to, uh, so you can hear the two distinct voices. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, very nice. Your advisor. And a little. Uh, I'm I'm surprised no one uh, no one in the writers' room caught that. A little uh, tricksy. Yeah, what is what, what is Trixie? Uh, that's something that uh, Betty uh, used to say, or you know, Betty oh. slash Roberts slash however many other people she was. Like Wolvesy and yes, Trixie was one of those, huh? I believe so. Yeah. Interesting. If I'm remembering it properly, otherwise I'm just you know putting in a random word and trying to think, <laughs> make people believe I'm clever for having mentioned it. Well, it's a nice nod to the first season if if it is indeed true. And Major's waking up to the cell phone ringing. Major, where are you? I don't know. My eyes are still so good. The, the skin job. Fucking clocked me in the back of the head. We need you out here. Hey, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm on my feet, I'm on my feet, I'm on my fucking feet. <laughs> I am locked. 
in his office. Fucking hell shit! <laughs> there Hooks goes with there that. There we go. He finally pushed him to the point. Just one of my one of my favorite uh, profanity combos. <laughs> Another good line. Yes, Die Hard is, of course, one of the modern myths that has survived into the 20-whatever-it-is century uh, in the Kingery. As it well should. Look it. Call Cassandra. Make sure she's secure. I'm on it. All right. Uh, M. Ciro Garcia, who plays Major, actually had a yippee line in there. <laughs> Figured that might be a little bit much, but it was still, it, it was still entertaining. Uh, but which one was it? Was it Yippie Kaye Motherfucker or Yippie Kaye Mr. Falcon? Oh, <laughs> that's the was, worst. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's going on? All I know is that Kaylock and I are trapped in my apartment. Good. That's the best place for you. And I think Kaylock this might be the first time we've seen uh, Kaylock this season, too. Got it? Uh, Kaylock appeared. Uh, Early in the season, in one I wrote actually, where ah, okay. um, what? where no. we see Ace unload on those. Uh, oh, right. uh, yeah. The There's a where... brief, but he has like two lines. But yeah, so this he has okay. he has been very hidden this season. Head full of fairy tales, and now he's screaming about Dam or something. And here's where it all starts to make sense. Well, well, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be understood, I guess. No, 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 no. You used the original translation. What's the difference? Oh, Gilligan, we're never getting off this island. <laughs> the original tales of the Prince of the Lake are based on old myths. They're full of blood and thunder. Well, how was I supposed to know? Oh, did you try reading them? You do not get to yell at me right now. This whole thing was your idea. Shut up. Both of you. Uh, it's just something about uh, being uh, locked in with a uh, with a shotgun wielding maniac on the outside that really makes folks assertive. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Dev. It's the real Tommy. And just in case you're confused, we cut immediately to the casino and hear this phone call from Tommy's perspective. <laughs> we fucked up really bad. Really? Well, we didn't know if you were coming back, and the Shimizu guys were already snipping around. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think uh, Tommy would have ever even considered the possibility that they may clone him while he's gone. Because why would they? It's <laughs> it's crazy. Almost every bad thing that has happened at the Kingery has sprung. From Saleonks and Little. <laughs> that is true. Fucking what? The place's initials are SOL. They should just call it shit out of luck and close it. He's killing people, Tommy. Tommy. I'm on my way. What happened? We need to get back to the Kingery fast as we can. Tommy back in charge now. Yep. And we are back at the lobby of shenanigans. Keep everyone yes. inside, all right? 
Why? What's going on? I don't know. I just keep him in there. That's all. Yeah. Have you seen Tom? That's a hell of a question, folks. Yes or no, Maddie? No, I'm stuck in shenanigans. The steel glass. Yeah, okay. We have a problem. Tom is running around the streets. I'm trying to think if that's the first time Hooks has ever called uh, Maddie Maddie. I don't know. I'm pretty sure every other time it's just been, you know, Detective Gray or Captain Gray or whatever she is. I think it's Detective Inspector. We meet again. And once again, I write a cliffhanger that will be difficult, if not impossible, to get out of because I am a bad person. <laughs> and who gets to write the finale? Is that Jeffrey or Steve? That's Jeffrey. Okay. Pretty Good sure luck it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Five, yep, it's Jeffrey. I, I think this has been, this is the third time I've written the uh, the penultimate uh, episode for uh, a King Ray season. It's been at least at least twice. I think it was, uh, I think it's, I think it might be the third time. I'm not positive. But. Now, last season wasn't it, didn't you? It kind of left the same way where Tommy shot uh, the clone boss. Yes. Well, that was the, that was that the was actual... Uh, not the clone, though. Uh, Shimizu. Yeah. Yeah, that was the end that, of the that season. was also the finale. My uh, the one I wrote before that was uh, oh that's right. Yeah, the poop heist where they get cornered in the uh, the parking garage by Shimizu and his goons. Original music composed by David Alexander McDonald, directed by Christopher Stoddard. Well, that seems to be the end of the episode. Yes, yes it is. Well, thank you, Jared, for uh, directing this one. And You're welcome. It was my much. pleasure. Awesome script, awesome story, and uh, Christopher, we'll, we will miss you next season. You've done a great job with the show. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. So thank we'll do this once more, I guess, huh? And then, yep, once more, and then uh, it's all yours. Okay. And Pete, I guess we will see you next uh, season. Yep, and you'll but you'll hear me next uh, episode. <laughs> oh, yes, in the season finale. Yes. All right. Well, everybody out in Kingery Land, thank you, and we'll uh, see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.